VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Positive Living right here on VoiceAmerica.com. You know, I've been on Voice America almost from the beginning, started about six years ago when the Internet was just beginning, and really believe what, what Voice America believes, that the, inf- that the Internet is, is the future and the future is now, and power is in information, and it's grown so much, the Internet, and so has the network. I mean, there are many, many networks now on Voice America, sports, women's channels, so many channels that you can listen to, and get good information, information that inspires you. That's what this program is about. Positive Living is about changing your approach problems into solutions, your obstacles into opportunities, and making your dreams come true. And as, and as I said, um, I'm your host, Patricia Raskin, and I've been at this a long, long time, and totally, totally believe in it. And the kinds of people that I bring on the program will inspire you to have the life that you want. Today's no exception. We are talking today about relationships. We're talking about... You know, how do you, um, you know, the divorce rate now is, what, 50% for second marriages, 60% for third marriages. I mean, the statistics are not pretty and they're not happy. However, and there are lots and lots of single people, uh, whether it's divorce or whether it's death uh, or whether people have have never partnered up, uh, we're living longer, so there are more people that have lost their partners. So there's lots and lots of single people. And my guest is Audrey Valerine-Rene. Is that how you say it, Audrey? Valeriani. Valeriani. Sounds like an aria. Audrey Valeriani. Her book is Boot Camp for the Brokenhearted, How to Survive and Be Happy in the Jungle of Love. Audrey Valeriani is the author of Simple Ways to a Woman's Heart, and It's Not Easy Being Me. She returns with this innovative and inspirational new book derived from hundreds of surveys and interviews with men and women to provide readers with candor and humor, the secrets to mending a broken heart, and the path to finding true happiness. You can log on to accidentalexpert.com. Welcome, Audrey. Thanks, Patricia. It's great to be here. Okay. How did you, um, how did you come up with this book and with the research? Why did you decide to write this book, Boot Camp for the Brokenhearted? Uh, I, it was sort of, um, as the web, the website says, the accidental expert. This is sort of an accidental book. I, uh, I have two other books, which are just gift books. They are basically a happy little message with a funny picture designed to spread a message and be short and humorous, something you'd give a girlfriend or, you know, to cheer her up. And I started to do another gift book, um, about how to, you know, get over a, a lost love relationship and and how to feel good about yourself. As I started to write, I just started, you know, writing down all kinds of my own experiences, which, you know, as funny as they seemed and, you know, as comical as they were, you know, there was a lot of seriousness in them. And then as I shared those, put uh, pen to paper, I sort of wondered who else was like me and, and if I was, you know, one of the, if there was a common thread among women my age and, and how I differed from other women. So I just started talking to people and uh, hearing stories and soon I had so much research and so many surveys and so many 
um, so much information in my spare room. There was piles and piles of information. Audrey, and I, was there a common theme in everything? There, was there something you kept hearing over and over and over? Yes. The common theme was that low self-esteem will get you into trouble every time. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, life's choices are based on your level of self-esteem. Mm-hmm. You can go into something with a positive attitude and being satisfied with yourself and dealing with the outcome, whether it's a relationship or an event or whatever. Or you can put all your marbles in one place and hope to God that this guy, you know, someone you meet saves you and takes you away from your life and be disappointed. Mm-hmm. So basically it was uh, the book turned into some do's and don'ts about relationships. Do you think, do you think Audrey, that women still have that sort of, and they wrote a book about this years ago, Cinderella Complex, where, you know, they're just going to, Cinderella's going to come and the prince is going to sweep her off her feet. Do you think well, that I, still exists in people's minds? I do. I think to some extent that that is one of the syndromes that they, that they talk about and that exists. And um, I think that's sort of um, giving up. You, you sort of, you know, you, you're complacent and, and you know it's a lot of hard work to change your life and you're just hoping someone will come along and change it for you. Mm-hmm. It's sort of the backdoor way out. And you're saying that none of that is going to work. Nobody can fix us. Nobody can change us. We have to do it ourselves. Right. Unless you're, you know, an avid moviegoer, this stuff really doesn't happen in real life that someone comes and sweeps you off your feet. Mm-hmm. And you really have to find your own happiness inside yourself before mm-hmm. anybody else can make you happy. Mm-hmm. You have to know yourself. Any any absolute do's and don'ts of being single and dating? I mean, like, definitely do this and definitely don't do that. Anything you can say there, or does, is it all kind of dependent on something else? Well, I think it depends on who you are, but there are some underlying things that I, I try to uh, talk to people about. One of the things is if you have low self-esteem, that's important to sort of sort of work on on your own. Um, ask, in the book, I list some some questions to ask yourself and 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 some you know how to take a hard look at yourself because if you don't and you're really feeling like you're just desperate to meet somebody that desperate vibe just transfers out there and uh men can smell that from 5 miles away mm-hmm. you can be you know the most beautiful woman and if you're looking desperate they just walk right by you let me ask another question what if you're not desperate Mm-hmm. You're successful, and I'm a woman or a man. Mm-hmm. You're doing well. You have friends. You love your work, but you want to meet somebody, and you go to bed at night, and you're lonely. Right. You don't have somebody to make dinner for. You don't have somebody to wrap your arms and legs around and just say, "I love you." Give me a hug. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about nurturing here. Mm-hmm. Um, what about that, Audrey? Well, there's several things I suggest. Um, I think you surround yourself with people and friends who are positive, who are um, all for you. They're your support group. They're your cheerleaders. And trust those people to net- to help network. They can introduce you to coworkers, friends, family. And even if it's not a single gentleman or woman, you make new friends and you network through even those people. So it's sort of a, a chain event that that occurs. And the other thing is, I know they say get yourself out there, but I don't mean, you know, to bars and, and, you know, nightclubs and stuff like that. Become involved in your life and surround yourself with the things you love, whether it's politics, 
um, exercise, uh, uh, being in the theater, something you really, really enjoy that you mm-hmm. that you want to do regardless yep. of whether you're going to meet somebody because that fuels your passion for life. And when that passion comes out of you, it comes out in your eyes and your attitude and your voice, you draw people to you and you get this glow about you and this self-satisfaction that really draws people to you. And that could be a guy at the newsstand that all of a sudden sees just this mm-hmm. happy little sparkle coming out of yeah, you. Yeah, it's a magnet. It's a law. You, know, you know, if you've read the book, The Secret, it's all about the law of attraction. Absolutely. Mm. What's your feeling about Internet dating? Well, I think it's a great idea. I think um, I'm in my mid-40s, and years ago, you know, everybody made fun of, you know, you're so desperate, you go on the, on the Internet, and now it's just full of busy people, and I think sites that really do the work for you by helping match you up with the people, the kinds of people that you want, who do the things that you want, I mean, you can basically... Uh, write a recipe for for somebody you know to call to email you or contact you, and um, I think it's it's a time saver. I think it's safe. I think it's a great idea. And uh, if I was single at this age, I would do it myself. Mm. Have you heard good reviews from people who use dating, internet dating? I've had I've heard great reviews from people. I have several friends and acquaintances and coworkers that go on and have met had relationship long relationships that that either you know that have worked out or didn't work out or, or gone on a bunch of dates with a whole bunch of different people and um and you know I always say that even if you meet somebody and you're with them for a while and it doesn't work out that to me is still not a failed relationship right. that to me could be is still considered a successful relationship even though it doesn't turn out into mm-hmm. marriage or that you stay with the person because you've connected You've learned something about yourself and somebody else, and right. maybe they taught you something about life you didn't know and readied you for the next person you're supposed to meet. Right, absolutely. All right. If people um, want to know more, you have a website. Yeah, I have two of them. The one that's with the book is www.bootcampforthebrokenhearted.com. And the other one? And the other one you mentioned is theaccidentalexpert.com. Okay. And do you give workshops? I I do personal coaching and I do email uh, coaching. I have site visitors from all over the world that I talk to and that have given me, you know, shared nice stories with me and, and asked for help and then come back and tell me that, you know, I've gotten really positive effects from, from helping them. So it's just a matter of um, of communicating with somebody who's been there and um, getting the support that you need because most of the people, I'll, I'll be honest with you, that write in with questions or stories, they know exactly what they need to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know when someone's mistreating you, whether you should stay or go or how you should react. It, it's basically people needing reassurance and support. Mm-hmm. Right. All right, and when we come back from the break, we're going to talk more about if you're in a dead-end relationship or if you you know you feel you're being taken advantage of and you're doing all the giving, you know what? How do you handle that? And how do you get out of sort of out of those patterns and those circles and those cycles? Mm-hmm. All right. So when we come back, we're going to talk about that. And then if you have any calls for Audrey, if you're listening today, which is Monday, June ninth, 
uh, at 2 p.m. Eastern or 11 a.m. Pacific, you can call in at 866-472-5788. My guest today is Audrey Val- Valeriani. Is that right, Audrey? Yes, it is. Valeriani, <laughs> author of Simple Ways to a Woman's Heart, and It's Not Easy Being Me. And she has this brand-new, innovative, informational book derived from hundreds of surveys and interviews with both men and women to provide readers with candor and humor and the secrets to mending a broken heart and finding true happiness. And we will talk about how you mend a broken heart. So, again, folks, the the website is accidentalexpert.com and bootcampforthebrokenheart.com. Okay, you're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer, and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with easy to understand tools and tips with his weekly guest jim draws from successes with professionals college high school and youth teams coaches and players learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure tension and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with championship thinking every tuesday at 4 p.m pacific time right here on america's voice voice america hey dad what i can't get the ketchup bottle open Here, let me try. Here you go. Thanks. You don't have to be a hero to be a hero. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Had an accident? The people you may encounter may be attorneys, doctors, and insurance agents. How do you protect yourself and your family? Tune into Meeting by Accident with attorney Tom Woodruff, an experienced trial attorney and former legislator. Attorney Woodruff and his expert guests assist and inform on what to do in a crisis, what steps to take, what to avoid, and most important, what you need to know to get through the process. Meeting by Accident broadcasts every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America channel. Because being informed makes all the difference. Tune into Meeting by Accident with attorney Tom Woodruff. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com We are back. You're listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. We're talking about being happy when you're single and also picking the right people to be with, picking the right relationship. 
And how do you uh, get out of relationships that are tough? How do you find love? And how do you make sure that you're in relationships that protect your self-esteem? My guest today is Audrey Valiorani. Her new book is Boot Camp for the Brokenhearted, How to Survive and Be Happy in the Jungle of Love. <laughs> Audrey Valiorani is the author of Simple Ways to a Woman's Heart, and It's Not Easy Being Me. And she has this new book, Boot Camp for the Brokenhearted, where she interviews hundreds of men and women. And welcome back, Audrey. Thank you. All right. Some of these are so interesting, um, mythbusters, in terms of what women say and men say that mm-hmm. we don't realize. I'm going to read a couple, and then we're going to talk about um, how, how you behave or what you do when you're in a tough relationship. Mm-hmm. But let's read this, because this will interest listeners. A lot of women perceive men as being interested in only one thing. The truth is, from the interviews you did, that a lot of men said that they were looking for the right woman so they could settle down and have a family, but admitted to enjoying sex with most any women if it was offered. Correct. Meaning that it's usually the woman who calls it rather than the man. I think so. I think men usually follow the lead of the woman, and uh, I talk to men a lot about the uh, question of sex on the first date, and a lot of women want to want to be the all-pleasing and, and perfect woman right off the bat, but men actually prefer the chase. They prefer to follow the lead of the woman, the pace that she sets, and find somebody that they can build a relationship with and uh, and settle down with. Although, if a woman's going to initiate, you know, follow through, they're going to try and have sex, in other words, as far as men go. If you're going to allow it, they're going to take it. If you're going to wait, they'll wait if they're, you know, if you're a woman who they think that they have a lot in common with. Hmm. Hmm. All right. What about if you are in a relationship where you feel used or taken advantage of or taken for granted? And it's really um, giving you a feeling of being empty. But Mm -hmm. on the other hand, you don't want to be alone. Right. Um, You know, I try not to place blame in the book, but a lot of the issues that that people have in relationships, the first place you should look is with yourself. Um, If you're feeling taken advantage of, more than likely you haven't set the right limits or communicated are what you feel with your partner. And I don't mean just words. I mean following through. Uh, For instance, if you're always the one coming home and, you know, the house is in shambles and, you know, in the beginning of the relationship you cleaned everything and smiled and did it happily, of course he's going to assume that you're just always going to do that. So you you get to feeling taken advantage of, like, why am I always, always the one cleaning up, for example, but you're the one that started doing that in the first place and didn't say anything. So it's called having boundaries, setting your boundaries. Having boundaries, setting limits, and then following through if there's a problem. Don't just threaten, you know, I'm not going to pick your clothes up off the floor if, you know, you need laundry done. You've got to put them in the hamper. They're going to stay there. You know, so many women threaten and say things they don't mean, and the men know that. 
So they just keep on with the same irritating behavior, and then nothing gets done. Say what you mean. That's one of the most important things you can do. Mm -hmm. And what do you say to people who do, um, you know, that may be true, but they're at at a point where they are just feeling used and taken advantage of, and their self-esteem is suffering. Should they get out? There is a point that it's very hard to figure out when is the, the point where you should try and when is it time to leave. And I think women have a problem with leaving more so than men because they feel, like you said earlier, they don't want to be alone. They feel like this may be their last chance at having someone. If self-esteem is low, they might feel no one else would find them attractive. But at the same time, if the rule of thumb with me is if you're feeling mostly miserable and unhappy, then you are joyful and peaceful then there's something wrong and you've got to do something about it. If there's if there is a love still between the two people, I think it's worth sitting down and talking about and maybe establishing boundaries then and and making some rules. And if you really don't think it's going anywhere and this person is not what you want, you've got to you've got to just cut the ties. Mm. And which is really so much everything that you're saying points to self-esteem. It really is. It really is. It's about what kind of a life you set up for yourself and what kind of self-discipline you're going to have Mm. and what you're going to allow to happen to you and what you're going to set out into the universe as far as treating people that I believe comes back to you. Audrey, how do you evaluate your self-esteem? You basically, I tell people at the beginning of the book to, uh, to hunker down either with a best friend or by themselves And it's going to be a time for introspection and really, really answering some questions and and being truthful with yourself. If there's someone you trust enough in your life, a best friend or a sister, to ask some of the tough questions and give the answers to them, I advise to do that because someone who loves you will be, you know, sure to say, that's not how you really feel or that's not how you act. And if not, you've got to look at yourself in the mirror and really face some serious questions. For instance, am I happy? Am I doing what I want to do in my life as far as career or where I live? Uh, am I, do I allow myself to be walked on or used by men? Or am I always trying to please other people? Uh, what do I think about the way I look? How would I really like to... to um, Wake up every day. I mean, there's some. There's we fall into this, into this sort of syndrome of 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 a boring life, and we get up and we do the same things every day because we feel like we should. And that word "should" is something you should just get rid of in your vocabulary and start doing things you want and doing things you need. And the honesty with yourself about things is is absolutely the first step to take. So the self-esteem is key. We talked a little bit before about dating, mm-hmm. and we talked about some things you should and shouldn't do, but are there any other do's and don'ts of dating that you think people should know, that you hear from people when you've interviewed them? I do. I think that uh, and I don't really like to set up rules, but I think that the the concept between men and women goes back to, you know, caveman days when women are the nurturers, and, you know, they sort of um, develop the relationships. 
and men are the hunters, and, and there's, a, there's an innate sense of that in all of us. And I think that it's a sort of a dance that goes on between men and women. There's a role a woman plays and a role a man plays, and it does actually include things like being too aggressive. Uh, you know, if he says he's going to call, a lot of women will say, well, he didn't, maybe he lost my number, do I call him? Don't make excuses for the other person. Let He's an adult man. If he wanted you, he would call you. If it's you know what I mean, you just you just don't always make excuses for somebody. You be brutally honest with yourself, and there's nothing also wrong with dating and and going into it eyes wide and being honest about what you expect. You don't have to sit on the first date saying, you know, I want a husband and children. Do you want that or not? But you also shouldn't come off as someone who's anything goes and I'm a party girl and I'll do whatever you want if that's not who you really are. All right. So don't be too aggressive is what you're saying. Don't be too aggressive. Be true to yourself. Um, be decisive. You know, if, if, the, if you're given a choice of something, would you like to go here or there, make a choice. Let them know you have an opinion. Let them see you as a woman of, you know, all sides. You have interests. You have things that you love to do for yourself. You have friends you care about and will spend time for. You're not going to drop things on a moment's notice to go be with him. I think the mystery of a woman really in, intrigues a man and entices them, and, and, and they follow it and they sniff it out, and they, they love the hunt. They love the, uh, the chase. And sometimes women let themselves get caught way too soon, and then pretty soon it's, you know, you've had a lifelong relationship in six months, and then it's over. I think it really needs to unfold. And how do you keep that chase even after you've become intimate with someone? Well, I think you never totally uh, divulge everything about yourself. I mean, your taste change, what you like changes about, um, whether it's fashion, television shows, the kind of food you like, the kind of interests you have, the kind of things you want to do. So don't always make announcements about yourself. Let things unfold, and and you can be intimate with someone, and they still don't know everything about you. You still haven't told them every every childhood secret or introduced them to everybody in your life. And I think there's as long as there's always question and 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 anticipation, that's sort of key to the uh, to the unfolding of the mystery too. And and it's 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 both for men and women. Mm, okay. So one thing that you have said all along from the beginning of the program is that it's so important to have self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that it's so important to be happy when we're single? Uh, I think self-esteem leads to happiness. I think you can't make yourself be happy until you're really have a, a, you're at a place with yourself that you're pretty much satisfied, and I don't, and I don't mean love everything about yourself like like that because none of us really do. But I think things are under your control, sort of going your way. You know how to set goals. You know how to go after things. You know how to make yourself happy, whether it's coming home from work and kicking off your shoes and having your favorite takeout meal and watching your favorite movie and then drifting off to sleep or planning an event with friends that you're not always dependent on other people to 
you know, to control your life. And with that control and and a calmness sort of comes over you because you know you soon find out that you can count on yourself mm-hmm. and that you're the one person who's not going to let you down. That's wonderful. And, and with that comes the happiness. All right, we're going to take a break. Great words of wisdom, Audrey. <laughs> Thanks. My guest is Audrey Valeriani. Her book is Boot Camp for the Brokenhearted, How to Survive and Be Happy in the Jungle of Love. You can log on to theaccidentalexpert.com, the on front of it, or bootcampforthebrokenhearted.com. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. There's plenty more. You can call us after the break. If you're listening live on Monday, June 9th at 2 p.m. Eastern or 11 a.m. Pacific, the number is 866-472-5788. I'm Patricia Raskin for Positive Living. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Wine and Women is not your boring wine geek show. It is rather a fresh, fast-paced approach featuring interesting stories and entertaining segments about wine and wine-related topics through a warm and chatty format that will appeal especially to women, men optional. Hosted by wine connoisseurs and luxury lifestyle experts, Julie Brosterman, Lisa Kring, Sharon Borston, and Jeanette Oku, Wine and Women takes listeners to Napa, Sonoma, and other wine regions worldwide to meet the best as well as the newest winemakers, to restaurants to meet top chefs and sommeliers, to wine-themed spas, wine country getaways, even into supermarket wine aisles where Women and Wine Angels swoops down and helps shoppers to get their wine picks and more. Women and Wine broadcasts each Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Women in Wine, enjoying life one sip at a time. I can take care of myself. I can make a peanut butter sandwich. I can brush my teeth and I can give myself a bath. I can walk home alone from school. I can pick dinner from the trash behind the deli. I can watch the baby for the whole weekend. I can keep a baseball bat by my bed just in case there's trouble. Don't worry about me. I can take care of myself. If you're in jail, who'll be there to take care of your family? Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. What would you do if you knew that you could not fail? The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile is a radio forum for some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Dr. Pat brings together and introduces visionary scientists and futurists, environmentalists, educators, business leaders, inventors, filmmakers, authors, artists, mystics, and healers who inspire and support individual and collective growth and positive cultural shifts. This award-winning show empowers the listening community to be the change they want to see in the world. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern for the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile, radio to thrive by. News Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Voiceamerica.com. Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. 
And if you're listening today, which is June 9th on Monday, uh, between 2 and 3 p.m. Eastern and 11 and noon Pacific Time, you can certainly call us at 866-472-5788. We're talking about relationships and about how can you be happy first and then have the right relationship. My guest is Audrey Valerani. Her book is Boot Camp for the Brokenhearted, How to Survive and Be Happy in the Jungle of Love. And in this informative book, she has derived from hundreds of surveys and interviews with both men and women, lots of candor and humor and secrets to mending a broken heart and the path to finding true happiness. Welcome back, Audrey. Thank you. And, folks, you can log on to Boot Camp for the Brokenhearted, or you can log on to The Accidental Expert.com, The Accidental Expert.com. What do people say are the secrets to mending a broken heart? Ah, uh, well, nobody really knows. Uh, <laughs> what I did. What do you I, hear from folks that you've interviewed? I hear from folks that it's just this horrible feeling. Make it go away. I don't know what to do. They end up going back with, you know, the person that they know they're not meant to be with or who doesn't make them happy. And uh, what they don't understand, and I try to explain in the book, is it's it's a grieving process. When you leave something, when you experience a loss, whether it's a death or a job or a person, you've got to grieve the loss, and you've got to go through the stages of grief, which, you know, include denial, anger, depression, and all of the seven steps that I list in the book. And you have to also understand that it, you've got to, Face the future and not look back. You've got to be gentle with yourself. You've got to, uh, I suggest, journaling, write all positive stuff uh, that you can do for yourself down, and negative things about the person that you don't want to be with anymore. You've got to let uh, family and friends help you. You've got to keep to your normal routine as much as possible. Uh, You've got to read as much positive and fun and funny material and movies and anything that you can get your hands on. And you've got to visualize yourself already feeling better and Mm -hmm. and at the next step. What advice do you give to people who have bad habits, such as they fall for people who are not available, Mm -hmm. which means these people are not emotionally available, They may not be physically available. They may be married or they may be separated or just vowing not to be in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, Or they just pick people who uh, we call them seductive withholders. They, you know, one minute are wonderful and the next minute are withholding. What do you, how do you handle that in the book and what advice do you give to people? Well, I think when people sort of uh, choose people who are, you know, not really open to having a relationship with them for whatever reason. I think they should ask themselves why they're attracted to that person. Lots of times, uh, deep down, it's a fear of entering a relationship where you think that it's possible somebody might love you. It could be uh, your fear of rejection, your fear of completely uh, making yourself vulnerable to somebody else who could possibly reject you. Uh, it could be that you want 
that you don't want to do all of the work that a relationship involves, and you're looking at someone who is the person that he is based on his relationship with somebody else. So it could be any one of those reasons, and I say, don't do it. Don't even think it. Turn around uh, and go uh, look elsewhere and bring it home again. Look at in your own backyard at, at why it is you're, you're choosing to go after something that's unattainable. Did you hear a lot of that or not so much? No, I hear, I hear a little bit of that. I hear mostly questions about, you know, they give me this whole laundry list of awful things a guy has done to him. Or uh, men email me occasionally, too, and talk about, you know, she did this and she did that. Why doesn't she love me? But like I said at the beginning, I think everybody sort of knows the answer. They just need, they're so afraid of making a mistake, a permanent mistake, and, and feeling that they don't want to feel the pain of ruining their own lives, that they need somebody to be supportive and urge them to continue and move on. And uh, I think one of the biggest things that I talk to people is uh, about is moving on and, and setting limits. And, well, you know this isn't right. Why would you even ask me if you should stay? If you're at this point where you're questioning it, you've got to follow through. And most importantly, I tell them to listen to their gut instinct. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying is if they're they're going after unavailability, Mm -hmm. then there's really something in them, there's some deep fear. Mm -hmm. Or it's a safety mechanism. They're not really going to have to be vulnerable. Or the rejection is really not going to be because of them. Rejection is going to be because this person isn't available. It's not me that he's rejecting. He just can't be with me. And so that feels safe because then it's not about you? It's not about you. It's not your fault. There's an excuse there why this person didn't want you. And some people are just too frightened to put themselves out there. That's an important point, I think, Audrey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all. I think when women are young, we we sort of go through the bad boy stage and we like the the tough guy or the funny guy or the guy who all the girls want. And, you know, it's sort of a a rite of passage, I think, with women to go through that stage. But as you get in your 20s and you haven't settled down yet, you sort of have to take stock in the kind of guys you're going out with or who you find yourself attracted to. And just all of a sudden, you just say, I am so bored with this game, because it, it Well, does. what advice do you give to people who are doing this later in life? You know, I'm talking about 40s, 50s, 60s. It's rarer that at that time of life, but it is. it does still boil down to yourself. It is still you trying to go after something that isn't going to make you happy um, or in the long run is going to make you happy. You want instant gratification. You want something quick and fast and, well, he's the cool guy, so I didn't expect him to stay with me anyway. Mm -hmm. It boils down to a self-esteem issue Mm -hmm. and what you're willing to go through to make yourself happy. I mean, it's hard work. It really is. What would you say was the greatest revelation you learned? What did you learn from doing these interviews that you didn't know before? Uh, my greatest revelation in in uh, in my life 
there's two different things, is that the day that I hit rock bottom in my own life and I was going to therapy and I was, you know, angry and I was going through this whole building of self-esteem process in myself, the day that I realized that I had me, it sounds very corny, but that I had everything I needed in myself was a revelation like I can't even tell you that came over me. And ever since then, I tell people that you were born alone. You might have parents and and sisters and brothers and family, but you came out by yourself. And at the end of life, you're going to go by yourself. And all the people and events and things in between are bonuses because the one thing you have between birth and death is yourself. You have your your, your own cheerleader, support, support. medical, I mean, you you know, you tune into your own body medically, uh, and you really do, if you listen, you can be driven and told what to do by your body. So that was my number one revelation. And was there a revelation after interviewing people? Did you learn something from them that maybe surprised you that you didn't know before from hearing so much feedback from people? I did. I learned that we are all alike. I. I really did. I learned there are people all over the world. I talked to people in Canada, England, Africa, uh, South America, Ireland, Iraq. I mean, you name it. And I was getting emails, the same emails from people. He did this. She did that. What do I do? How do I get over this this pain in my heart over this person? And it, it just made me feel so connected to the world and the fact that there's not that many variables involved in a relationship. There really are answers and things that we can do, and we can all do the same things and get to the same place. It really gave me hope. Isn't that wonderful? Mm-hmm. And you are now in a committed relationship. You're married for the first time later yes, in life. Yes, just got married, yes. What are the qualities of the relationship that you're in now in your marriage that you really love? Uh, I, for anybody who keeps lists, this guy was nothing. He had just about nothing on my list. It, I had a wish list, of course, of of traits and qualities and maybe how he was going to look and treat me. But as far as looks, um, this guy is adorable, more so for his personality than anything else, and that makes him physically adorable to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is warm and funny. We are exact opposites in many respects, which I never expected that to happen. Um, and we are very, very similar when it comes to the heart. And uh, probably in your values as well. In our values, although spiritually and in religion, we are opposites. Although he lives a wonderfully kind, warm, giving kind of life, although he doesn't believe in the same, you know, God-like image that I do. There are similarities. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about your wonderful husband. My guest is Audrey Valerani. Her book is Boot Camp for the Brokenhearted, How to Survive and Be Happy in the Jungle of Love. Log on to Boot Camp for the Brokenhearted or TheAccidentalExpert.com. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. 
If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. If you want to put the pep back in your step, Chad Lafferty's has just what you're looking for. Dance is life. Life is dance. It's only about dance. It's about moving through life with style, gaining awareness of the never-ending, ever-flowing movement that accompanies all of life's activities. Dance is life. Life is dance. Broadcast every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Radio Network. Be sure to tune in and tap into the limitless healing that dance can provide. Can't stop now. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure. There's this girl I kind of like. Say no more. You just have to impress her. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? You know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, oh! There you go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. All Things Music with composer and songwriter Tara Tucker brings to the Voice America channel music genres not typically heard on your FM radio dial. World music, folk, indie, classical, religious, early medieval. What you won't hear is top 40, rap, or rock, or celebrity news from the streets, or the tabloids of Hollywood. Each week, Tara will showcase a different musical style, the musicians who perform it, the history behind it, and she promises to broaden your musical horizons. Tune in Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Pacific to All Things Music with Tara Tucker on the Voice America channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com We are back. You are listening to Positive Living. And I'm Patricia Raskin. You can call us at 866-472-5788 if you're listening live. If not, these shows are archived on RaskinResources.com and VoiceAmerica.com. We are talking today about being single and happy, about solid relationships, about self-esteem. My guest is Audrey Valiorani. Her book is Boot Camp for the Brokenhearted, How to Survive and Be Happy in the Jungle of Love. And in this book, she interviewed hundreds of people and hundreds of surveys from both men and women to provide readers with candor and humor and the secrets to mending a broken heart and the path to finding true happiness. Welcome back, Audrey. Thank you. What are the differences between men and women? Oh, there are many. Um, in, in speaking with people, I don't think that uh, they, people realize the differences and similarities between men and women, some of which are, of course, the, uh, the sex drive, when I talk to men, I think that they didn't really think that a woman's sex drive was that much different than theirs. They thought that women sort of withheld it, used sex as sort of a, uh, a what do you call it, a, a reward or a punishment. And some of the men I spoke to were very surprised at the fact that women are, you know, more emotional creatures, internalize, um, have to feel good about themselves, have to sort of make sure everything's taken care of and before they... Would you say that women have to feel an emotional connection more than men, that men can compartmentalize sex more? 
I think most most women do, not all women. Some women uh, claim to have, you know, can, you know, differentiate love from sex like like a lot of men can do. However, I think naturally we're creatures of, of in family-oriented and we're emotional creatures, and there is that automatic connection with with giving of ourselves, and that that makes a connection with a man whether we like it or not. So it really does depend. I think, but it in does. most cases, men and women are wired differently. They in are terms wired of the, differently in terms, in terms of sex. They really are, and uh, men are visual creatures. They can be turned on by something they see or something they hear or. And it doesn't have to be anything that is they're personally involved with. Women, you know, need the the support, the love, the nurturing sort of need to be uh, feel like they're the only one that they're the that they're are uh, you know supported uh, emotionally in order to sort of feel safe enough to let themselves go. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that men just either didn't believe or really didn't understand. Mm. What are some other differences between men and women? Uh, There's a lot of differences. Some are communication. Uh, Men and women seem to hear differently. For instance, um, I think women read into some things a lot more. They're sort of more analytical than men are. Um, The same sentence said by a woman and a man. A man will hear, I'm going shopping and getting my nails done. I'm going to go do a girly thing. And he thinks, okay, great, I'll, I'll go with the guys or I'll, you know, lay on the couch or I'll watch the game. When a man says the same exact sentence, I'm going out with the guys, a woman hears, I prefer being with my friends over you or mm-hmm. I need some time away from you. Uh-huh. And it's just not the case. You know, a woman will analyze the situation and, and the, the phrase that he said and read into it rather than just hearing it for what it is. He just wants to be with the guys. Right. So there is a big difference there between men and women. When you're in the end of the interview, Audrey, are there some basic tips that you want our viewers to get from your book, Boot Camp from the Brokenhearted? I do. Two of the most important things that I talk about in the book, really just to get people moving, are chapters called Movement, and what's the worst that can happen. And I think movement is important because you need to be moving in your life in order to be guided in the right direction. If you're feeling like you're unhappy with your life, your job, your partner, whoever, as long as you're sitting still and moping and doing nothing about it, you can't move on to the next phase of your life. So take some action, anything. Look up... Um, a, a new interest, change jobs if that's what's bothering you, make new friends, do something, and I think that you will be guided in the right direction because you can't be pushed if you're not moving. So movement is the number one thing. The second thing is what, ask yourself what's the worst that can happen. When you're faced with something new or a challenge or a fear or the end of a relationship or taking a risk, if you ask yourself what's the worst that can happen and you and you acknowledge it and you say, okay, this is the worst that could happen, you can almost come up with options B, C, and D that if, uh, if bad things happen or something that you didn't expect to happen that doesn't bring you right to your goal, you come up with other avenues to go around those obstacles. 
So you sort of make a plan, and you sort of get used to all the things that could happen should you take this risk and sort of make other plans, get yourself used to it. So and you you're prepare not so yourself. Af- you yeah, and you're not yourself. so afraid of it anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. What advice do you give to people who've listened to the show today and say, gee, what she's saying is right, and I'm in some bad habits. I'm picking the wrong men, or I'm picking the wrong women, or um, what advice would you give? My first advice is to do a self-examination. Uh, my book is a great reference <laughs> to help you do that, so go buy Boot Camp for the Brokenhearted. Sit down, be honest with yourself about your life, and time is too short to waste to be putting things off. Start today. Start you know, letting go of the little things, picking your battles, um, smiling when you see yourself in the mirror, and really um, dedicating yourself to making things better, no matter what that means. Thanks so much, Audrey. It was really Thank great. You. And what I want to tell listeners, which is so interesting, is that, you know, you, I mean, you're not a psychologist. You have had many jobs, waitress, bartender, insurance clerk, sandwich maker, personal assistant, sales assistant, legal assistant, and you've <laughs> written these books, and you are now a columnist and freelance writer and coach from your own experience and from working with many people. Right. And I'm very, very happy. I'm where I'm supposed to be. And it's wonderful. And... Um, do you have any closing thoughts for us? We have a couple minutes left. If people get one thing from this interview today on Boot Camp for the Brokenhearted, How to Live and Survive and Be Happy in the Jungle of Love, what would you like to leave our listeners with? I want to leave the listeners with the fact that if I can do this, if I can come from where I came from, um, suicidal practically, terrible childhood, a lot of abuse, a lot of neglect, a lot of bad times. If I can turn my life around, anybody can. And I really believe that. And in the book, I've listed concrete ideas on how to do just that. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for coming on the program. Thank you, Patricia. It was really an honor. And people can log on to your site, which is Boot Camp for the Brokenhearted, and then the other one is the accidentalexpert.com. Right. Okay. All right. Stay on the line, Audrey. Folks, just remember that every week we have a positive uh, living show right here on voiceamerica.com. And that show is on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific. And you can go on to my website, raskinresources.com, and there are, um, my books are listed. I have a book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, and I have two other radio programs. Those are all listed on my site. And come visit and write to me as well. Remember, I always leave this at the end of each show. My closing words are, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support that you really, really need, and know that you can make your dreams come true because you can. That's what I do every week and have been doing this for 25 years. I interview people who show you how you can make your dreams happen. Remember, you can do it as well. I love you all. It's an honor and pleasure to be with you each week. For Positive Living, for Voice America, I'm Patricia Raskin, host of Positive Living. Have a great Monday and a great week.
You've been listening to Positive Living with Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to raskinresources.com and tune in next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, right here on voiceamerica.com.